Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we've got David the Man and God Harris here on the phone lines. And we talked a little bit about the NFL Pro Day. Uh, he thought it was pointless, but then we kind of came to a common ground. Maybe there is a point or there is a point to the NFL uh, Combine and Pro Days. And now we're getting into the NBA officiating. Make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes, WGTs. After further review, the picture of Frank Basher and the horse's head. If you miss any of these segments when we're live, here on 88.3 WXUT or on our Facebook page after further review sports show. I have the live video up for you. It's just myself and David the Man Got Harris here in the studio. Well, I'm by myself in the studio. Well, David is calling all the way from Syracuse, New York. Uh, your complaints about the NBA officiating and how it could possibly affect the playoffs. Well, it's just been particularly over the past, I would say, month. Uh, there were instances even before All-Star break, but really over the past month as teams are fighting for playoff positioning and seeding, it seems like there's been more and more instances of questionable, to say the least, officiating decisions. And it's like, within the Western Conference, the difference between 7th and 12th is one game. So any of these Kind of decisions are making you know our life and death situation in terms of a team's playoff success versus playing tournament versus well, David, uh, being out of the playoffs altogether. David, let's be honest, it ain't the officiating for your playoff success. If you you're in, competing in the playing game, your team is boo boo anyways. More or less, you need to get better. I and mean, think about it: if you're in the top four spots, you're not complaining about the officiating. Actually, if you're in the top six spots, you're not complaining about the officiating. The teams that are 7 through 11, now all of a sudden the officiating matters? doesn't make any sense, David. No, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but then it's also, it, with the with the more recent, uh, the final two-minute report coming out and the officiating saying, oh, we messed this up, we messed this up, this is questionable, yeah, uh, we're not sure that's about another, this. Like, that's all a- of this adds to... It does, but it's um, stupid, I think. I, I think, once again, paralysis from analysis. How about looking in the two-minute report and seeing how many players messed up and didn't execute a play right? Or they missed, They just missed jump shots. They didn't execute you know, a pass correctly. Or they didn't. They made, misread a read and threw a turnover. You know, everybody's trying to put everything on the blame on the officiating. But at the end of the day, a lot of times it's the players. If you do what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to win. Look at the Lakers. The Lakers are now at 500 without LeBron. Now, obviously, AD has um, been healthy. But they've been looking pretty good. Austin Reeves looked pretty good. I mean, at the end of the day, I understand what people talk about the officiating. And I think officiating is probably one of the hardest. The sport of basketball is one of the hardest because there's so many perspectives and views of what is good officiating. 
I think there's so many different styles that you can play in basketball that different people view different officiating differently. So it's it's to me officiating subjective, but at the end of the day, what's not subjective is trying to get that ball in the hole and trying to get the win. And it's just something that just don't have it. So I don't know if you would go there and just blame the officials. Well, like I I agree to that to a certain extent. It's about execution, mm-hmm. but I think if a you know, and I'm just going to call out Fred Van Lee because he feels like he has a personal beef with a particular individual. Like, if, if you know someone is calling you a little tighter than others and it's negatively impacting how much you can be on the floor, which negatively impacts or can be negatively impacting um, how your team does offensively or defensively, that could accumulate. Uh, I'm thinking also with the rare, so kind of thinking about the Dallas game and um, kind of those officiating I don't want to say blunders, but those, like those unfortunate mistakes, do they happen? Yes. Are they magnified in situations like that where everyone's just like, what the bleep just happened? And then the you know, NBA two, last two-minute report comes out and says, yeah, we messed that up. But then it's like a too little too late because could that, like, could that have impacted the outcome of the game? Probably, like we don't know, but we, if it could have done it in the inverse way, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions and certain, it's usually coming from either players or coaches that seem to have a one side advantage. So, thinking about Phoenix and them complaining that they don't go to the free throw line enough, mm, is that good. something that from the way that they play? Or is that officiating? It could no, be a little bit of both. It's a, it's a little bit of both. If you're not attacking the rim and you're just settling for three-point shots, no, you're not going to get to the line. I mean, that's be statistically proven. I, I think let's stop crying about the officiating for these players. If they're calling it tight, it's pretty simple. Back off. That's what I'm saying by the styles. You know, there's, got, there's teams that like to play bully ball. If the officials say, you know, we're going to tighten it up, fellas, today. You're not playing bully ball. Well, that's a style I like to play, and people think that's a disadvantage. It's kind of almost like the shot clock argument. I laugh when people get on the debates on forums. These two topics, it's hilarious because everyone everyone wants to be, obviously we've talked about this, everybody wants to be right instead of getting it right. Two different styles. Some people think that the shot clock will be benefiting a a fast-paced team, which is totally incorrect. To be honest with you, there's ways you can manipulate the shot clock, and I'm talking about in high school basketball. Here, people people think that that it just it, it tends to basically help different a certain style of basketball, which is not true. When you start to figure that out, when you start to either be around a college team, same thing here with the officiating. Fred Van Fleet likes is a muscular man, shorter, um, and he has to kind of be a little more physical, especially against the bigger guards. So if the officiating is calling it tight, that kind of puts the advantage, maybe possibly for the bigger guard. But then again, though, you got to move your feet. I tell my players all the time, you got to adjust the fishing. Now, I tell officials this though all the time: be consistent. You get you you and your partners, whether it's a three man crew or two man crew, and say, "Look, what are y'all gonna do today, fellas? Are you gonna call it tight or are you gonna let them play?" But I said, both of you 
or all three of you need to be on the same page. It can't be one guy calling it tight down here and the other guy just letting guys play. I said that basically that leads to inconsistent an inconsistent whistle to this stuff like this. Um, you you have to you have to understand that, but I don't think really officiating is basically having a negative effect on an in, on the outcome of a game. If you watch enough film, you start to see that there's things that led up to that event. And but unfortunately, sometimes that's the last thing people remember. And they think, OK, the officiating is the reason why so and so lost the game. And that's that's bad. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. There's 40 there's 46 minutes before the last two minutes report, you know, right. comes into effect. Right. So if you're if you're not executing, playing well, leading up to that. Or if it's a tight game where you know a team goes on a particular run and you can come up, you know that could lead to you know such and such. But yeah, like there are so many factors that lead up to and come towards um, up to that. I think because it gets highlighted so much by you know post game interviews, owners coming out, particularly coaches saying about it. That I think that's what people resonate with, and it's like, oh, yeah. well. Think about how people come in there and say, let them play, let them play, let them play at the end of the game. But then you have the ones that say, well, if you call it in the first quarter, you got to call it in the fourth quarter. Well, which one is it? Is it the last two minutes, let the people play, or is it call it from what it is in the first quarter to the last quarter? And you get those those people clashing. Boom, boom. You know, you think about it. You know, sometimes you're like, well, let the players decide. I hear it all the time. It's hilarious. You, you, you Sometimes I just, <laughs> I step back and I just, I observe things. I'm a very observant person, like the people watch. And you, you'd be surprised how fans, it, obviously if they're for one team, if they're in there hacking and they get called a foul on them, let them play. Let them play, Rev. Let the players decide the game. Go down on the other end of the court, and they get hacked. What the heck, Rev? Call, call, call the game properly. They're over there with the hand check. <laughs> and then sometimes I just sit there and I watch, like, well, what is it? Let them play or abide by the rules? Oh, I get it. Let them play because it's your team playing defense, and that's the way you want to play. You want to play that bully ball. But then when you go get bullied, okay, we need to be within the the, the realm of the rules. Okay, I see how this works. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a contrasting style, and it seems, it seems like usually the teams that, particularly the ones that have been the most vocal or the more quote-unquote controversies, thinking about a team like Dallas, Think about a team like Phoenix, where their styles aren't really, don't really mesh well with strict officiating, or kind of, they need the ability to be free. Thinking about Phoenix, they like to, I don't want to say run and gun, but their style is either they're going to attack the basket and want the calls, or they're going to be, you know, depending, yeah, depending on the matchup. It, it just seems like. Like you said, the metric shifts depending on the day, depending on the team, depending on the matchup. 
instead of just, hey, which is probably what's been said, here's how we're going to call the game. At this point in the season, you know how certain officials like to call the game. You have reports, coaching staff, you know, spend hours and hours breaking down, you know, refereeing. They all they all know the referees. They know who likes to call what. Not saying that you have to switch your game to accommodate the officiating, but you just need to be aware. Like, if we know that such, such and such is going to be, you know, really tight to not let you play strict defense, then don't play strict defense. If another guy's going to be like, hey, 90s basketball, go at it, then – you know, you have a little bit more freedom because, you know, you're not going to call, you know, everything a foul. But, yeah, it's a combination of fans and then coaches kind of being heated in the moment, players being heated in the moment, kind of all of that converging all at once. Well, I, I think that um, <laughs> it's like I, like I said, you you. you it's it's tough. It's really tough, and you also got to understand when when it comes to refereeing. A lot of times, you don't want to overstep a referee. You have your certain area that you call stuff, and you try to play as a tandem in a team. Sometimes there are times where there's obvious fouls, but you got to understand referees don't want to overtake another ref. If you if you're a ref that's calling everything, some referees feel like you're showing them up. Especially let's say you're more towards the top of the key and then there's a referee on the baseline. Now, I, I have seen tournaments where referees are bad. I, I've, I've played long enough to have bad referees, and I've, I've coached long enough. Um, there are some referees out there. Now, this is on the lower level, now the professional level, other than that, where they just do it for the cash, especially if you go to the grab back special AAU tournaments where they're not paying the referees a lot of money um, or some of them are just getting in the game or some of them just doing it just to do something. And you get some of those guys, and I have coached in games where one referee had to balance out the game because the other referee was too busy trying to talk to the fans or the girl, his girlfriend was there and he's trying to, you know, smooch up on her. And it it just, it, it was crazy. But normally when you get two guys that are pretty professional and stuff like that, the referees have to have a balance here. And you can't have a referee trying to overrule another ref because then they start to, like, hey, man, you know, that was my call. And people miss things. They're they're human. Remember, referees are human just like us. Everybody can't be perfect. And like I said before, styles make fights. There's a lot of contrasting styles, especially when it comes to the game of basketball. And people get mad at the referees. Usually... When I see people constantly chirping at the referees and and complaining, I I think they're basically clowns. They don't know anything about basketball. A lot of times, some of those people want to be seen. Now, I will tell you this, though. Um, You do learn when you're in this game long enough. Sometimes there's some gamesmanship that you got to do. You know, if if you want to get a competitive advantage, so you might get in the uh, referee's ear or something and be like, hey, you know, um, Make sure you watch so and so and so. They're getting away with this. You know, watch this. Da 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 da. Or you say certain things to get a referee's attention. You can do that. And is it manipulation to an extent? Sometimes it is. Um, 
or you know, you say you know one coach is being belligerent. You let the other uh, referee go. You let the referee go. No, man, you're, you're doing a really good job here today. You know, I know it's tough and everything. Um, and if you really know the ref, you'd be like, well, how are your kids doing, man? You do stuff like that. You know, to, to try to get a little bit of a favor in it. But at the end of the day, though, your team has to go out there and be prepared and execute. It's not the referees that are they don't give a flip-flop about anything now, i know th- there's some like tim den donnie here or whatever these cases that you know they were trying to cheat and gambling i think that's more or less a more of a storyline which is being pushed more by the media um but obviously there are those one percenters or two percenters out there that don't really care about the game only see what they can get out of it financially reasons and but you say that about players but at the same time i think the overall majority are refing with the integrity and they're not trying to ref and fix games and trying to have uh certain teams play in in the certain tournaments and you know for tv revenue i mean come on that's that's too hard i mean and plus let's be honest the nba's been around what 75 years 75 years and only Tom Tim Dennehy or Tim Dennehy is the only one that is saying that the the games are somewhat fixed after 75 years one I mean come on there's a lot more on the line nowadays where you know you can get a lot of money there'd be multiple stories but there's only a few incidences and it is what it is now will I say this do guys take things personal? Once again, they're human. And if you're over there always barking at a referee and, and, and if you're saying stuff that's inappropriate or attacking their character or, you know, some of these referees that get to the higher level, they take really good pride in their, in their work. And if you're over there always being belligerent about it and, and, and dogging them, eh, they might have something uh, something against you. I mean, that's just natural human instinct. Yeah, yeah, I can see that kind of. I think a lot of people miss the humanity aspect of mm-hmm. kind of what's happening and kind of all of the kind of with the conversation, and people forget kind of do do co- do um, officiating make mistakes? Yes, mm-hmm. it happens. It happens in every game. That's why, at least in the NBA, like there's a heartfelt appreciation for. Hey, let's go to the monitor. Did we screw this up? You know, can we get another look at this? Am I saying that we need to go to the monitor? But if it's something that you can say, oh, yeah, I can see that, or if there's a coach's challenge, a coach's timeout, where you can see, okay, get a different perspective, get a second look, get a third look, they kind of you know, rectify the mistake. Like, those things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, then get in the media, does it get the clicks? Yes. Does it make for fascinating sound bites? Yes. Does it add to the B block on ESPN? Yes. But yeah, at the end of the day, we have to execute. And if if you execute, if you play your game right, mm-hmm. knowing that mistakes are going to happen because it's you know people are human. Um, from there, that that's that's the recipe for success. That's how you're going to win. Mm-hmm. You put the ball in the net more than the other team. Right, right, and that's then that's how it's gonna be. So, yeah, it, it's not always the referee. And as I mentioned before, 
I'm not taking them totally off the hook. They do make mistakes. And there's times that referees do. There's some some crews that don't have chemistry or whatever it may be. And they have a horrible, they ref a horrible game. But teams do the same thing. So there's no, there's no, there's no difference in that. And that's, that's what I just don't understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of when you have your blinders on and you kind of only can see my team got screwed over, my team got robbed, you know, who, who are we going to collectively blame? And then all of our direction, all of our energy gets put on that particular person. And then, now, this is also to say, for those that are on, like, social media, those are fanatics, why are you sending Kate mail? Like, that's a low blow. Like, don't send death threats and... Well, that, that's been going on for years. I mean, you just have the low lives out there. It's not, no different than the, the, the Twitter spew or the Twitter world of, of nobodies that are trying to be somebodies. You see it all the time. People just say stuff to just be saying stuff so someone can pay attention to them. Yeah, like, just... Life lesson, like, be bigger than that. Granted, you're probably not, but, mm-hmm. like, try to be bigger than that. Right. Like, at the end of the day. Right. Final thoughts? Oh, uh, I know Tim Donaghy is the only one that was, you know, kind of open about cheating in basketball, but mm-hmm. we all know that the Kings would have been the Lakers in 02, right? Like, we're all aware Everybody of that. Everybody talking about that. Like, we're all aware that in 2002, City of Sacramento had a vendetta against the NBA. But, like, Tim Donnie and the City of Sacramento, like, both agree. Like, <laughs> but, you know, Shaq and Kobe. Well, but the question remains, though, did, did Sacramento really get cheated out of, those, out of that? No, but, you know, the, the, it's good storyline, looking back in retrospect. It's kind of like what Monty, what Monty Williams was saying. Lakers went to the line an awful lot. There's a lot of conspicuous, questionable fouls called. Again, could Sacramento execute? Yes, but did the foul calling probably negatively impact their game? Probably. It, it's a good, it, you know, it's going to be in the 30 for 30. Oh. I mean,. But the Kings, though, had their their opportunities to put away the Lakers. If I believe correctly, didn't Robert Ory hit a game-winning shot? I believe it was either three or four at that time. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah, it was in that series, yeah. Yeah, so there was plenty of opportunities for the Kings to, to, to take the series, and the ball didn't bounce their way. And then you look at one game, which is game seven, everything for the marbles, and they they looked at that. Let's just be honest. At the end of the day, the Lakers were the better team. It just was. I mean, you had the at the time the best player on the planet was Shaquille O'Neal in the in their run for the Lakers in those three championships. He was the best player in the league, and he was the best player in the world in that three year stretch. And he was seven one and about three hundred and fifteen pounds. You just weren't going to stop him. And then you had Kobe, who was coming into his own as well. I mean, think and the about Lakers it. are better media market too. Well, for ratings. Okay, then explain why the Pistons won then. Because Big Shot Bob. Big Shot Bob. Yeah, uh, Chucky Billups. Oh well, I never heard him call Big Shot Bob. I just call him Billups. 
But the fact of the matter is, the Lakers were the better team. Whether you whether you like it or not, the Lakers were the better team. Oh no, I agree. The Lakers are a better team. And they deserve to win the series. I just you know, every yeah, time officiating comes up, you know. they they always talk about that series. But at the end of the day, though, the Lakers two years later, which on paper some people believe was maybe a little bit of a better team, it's as far as talent wise, end up losing to the Pistons. Would the referees cheat for the Pistons? I'm sure she threatened somebody. No. 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 Let's just put this to bed. I think you can ask everyone. It didn't come down to just one game in that series. I think there was a couple games that Sacramento had a chance to put the Lakers away in that series, and they didn't. And now you let it come down to a game seven. Now you're trying to compete and play but as i've always said don't let the game get into the ref's hands because if you play like that you're always going to be disappointed play your game go out there play hard but if you're expecting the refs to bail you out or expecting the refs to give you certain calls or expecting to get do all that no you'll be disappointed that's not their job. Your job is out there to try to win the basketball game. They're out there to make sure both teams are playing within the rules. And that's yeah. what happened. You you lose you lost some of your opportunities to, to, to close out the series, and then you let it come down to that, and you didn't like the results. Not to mention the Kings. Did the Kings ever come back? To, I don't believe the Kings ever did get back to the Western Conference Finals again. No, not since that. Yeah, that was their... That was their heyday because after that, then you know, injuries teams you know traded away, and then obviously the Lakers got better. Hold up. So the Lakers were two thousand, right? The Lakers were two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two champions. Then they ended up losing. They lose the Spurs, and the Spurs won it in 03. and then um, they ended up losing in 04. The thing about it in a five year span from ninety nine to 04. The Lakers were in four of five finals. With no help from the officials. Correct. And also the best player on the planet. Right, the best player on the planet. And the Kings were competitive and they competed. But I I think that in that series, if you look back on it, and some of them would probably admit that there was probably one, instead of it going to a game seven, they could have closed it out. There's probably one of those games, especially in between three and four, where they could have, snagged one and, and won the series and they would have been on to, to, to play in that finals which I believe they played against the New Jersey Nets but it is what it is final thoughts yeah it's going to be interesting obviously as we get close to playoffs and playoff seeding just the Washington Conference is going to be it's probably going to come down to the final day of the regular season just how close it is and then in the Eastern Conference as well, you know, tough fighting because everyone everyone wants to avoid that play-in tournament because play-in tournament anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun home stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Make sure you listen to eighty-eight points of cheese after further review all the time on SoundCloud, iTunes. You know the deal with that horse's head on Frank's head. When we come back. Here on 88.3 WHUT, we talk a little bit of baseball to close out the show. The World Baseball Classic, I heard it was pretty good. I did follow a little bit. I did. Um, USA did end up losing to, to Japan. 
Um, but what are your thoughts, David? Give us a little tease. The, the World Baseball Classic is everything that's right with baseball that Major League Baseball does not want to do. Hmm. That is interesting. Okay, David. I see I see where you're going with it. I see where you're going at. Take a quick commercial break. Listen to the 88.3 WXUT coming up around the corner around 2 o'clock. Kicking it with Nay. We'll be here on 88.3 WXUT's live radio. But if you're listening to us on here on the podcast, we'll be back here with more on 88.3 WXUT's. After further review, we'll be back after this.